everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Fun Sexual Podcast. As y'all know, I am your host, Majesty. That's M-A-J-E-S-T-Y-Y-Y. Don't forget all three of my whys. I am your Black, unapologetic, swinky, kinky, queen, lifestyle, uh, switch, uh, professional dominatrix, part-time, and all things. And I am really excited this week because I have another guest and not only another guest, but another black woman, because obviously I'm biased and all I bring is black women onto the podcast, but I am going to let this guest introduce herself. Hi, my name is Taylor McPherson. I'm also known as the Sparkle Queen. So I have a biodegradable glitter business and I do music festivals and experiential marketing for large brands. And over the pandemic, I have become a dating influencer on TikTok. So you can find me on TikTok at Tay Tay Fierce. And I give dating advice and share my own personal experiences with dating. That's fun. It's funny because I've had people, I have people reaching out to me in my DMs all the time asking me for generally kink advice, sex advice. And so when people hit me up asking me about like relationship advice, I'm like, yeah, you're barking up the wrong tree. I can't do that one for you. <laughs> like if you, if you need some questions about sex in your relationship, I got you. Other stuff, that's not my forte. So I'm happy to have you uh, here on the podcast. I'm happy Before, to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, let me say how I met Taylor. So a couple years ago, I think about three years ago, um, I attended um, a camp, a sleepaway camp for adults called Camp No Counselors. I actually went back like two more times. Um, and when I went to one of my sessions, Taylor was one of the camp counselors there. And that's where I met her and followed her on like Facebook and like Instagram. So we connected through social media because that's what you do after camp with all your camp friends. And um and then when I, uh, a couple weeks ago, I told you guys I went to that party and fell in love with glitter. And then I was like, holy shit, Taylor is a glitter lady. She has biodegradable <laughs> glitter. I want to support a black woman and buy some glitter. So I bought hella glitter from Taylor. Yeah. And I was super excited about doing so that. Thank you what so much. What is the love of glitter? Where does it come from? So yeah. uh, my mother will tell you I came out of the womb sparkly. I yes. had always loved it um i call my mother the queen of bling right like i'm the sparkle queen she's the queen of bling so just like growing up under her like i, I just feel like i was always playing in glitter she would dress me in things that were sparkly and i just like <laughs> fell in love with it i've been a fairy every year for halloween since i was like 13 years old <laughs> i love that so much my mom's nickname actually when i was in high school was the bling queen because she used to first of all my mother put diversity uh, crystals on everything yes. and then she had a business where she would like uh crystallize like uh bling out people's stuff so that everybody called her like bling queen oh i which, love that yeah that was i knew it would come full circle eventually that's great so before we even get into the dating part of it all right I want to know, do you have any kink experience? I do not. You have I no kink experience. Zero kink experience. Can you, even, can you actually give me a definition of what that would even mean? Because I don't even know what that is. Oh my gosh, the kink umbrella is huge. So kink is anything um, sexually that is alternative. Um, kink is a spectrum of things. There are things that I call like light grade kink. And then there are things that are more like heavy, heavy hardcore kink. Um, something light grade kink might be like, you know, some light like spanking or something like that. That's a form of impact play. Um, uh -huh. but we'll say that's like some light grade kink. Um, or maybe even like role play or like, you know, calling your dude daddy or something like that. Mm -hmm. when fucking that's, I would consider that like a light, light grade kink. What about like rough? Like I have like experience with like rough sex. Is that like a rough kink? body play? That, that's, that's still kinky. Everybody is kinky. People <laughs> hear kink and they go straight to like 50 shades of gray whips and chains but everybody is some level of kinky and i don't care what nobody sure. say it could be light grade but it's still kinky to some degree okay okay yeah so yeah okay. I, have, I have some light kink experience i guess we'll say okay talk about it talk about it by the end of this conversation you like you might want to explore a little bit more because the the kink spectrum is is large and it's it's fun it's fun wow okay yeah <laughs> i'm excited to learn <laughs> so what you are a a relationship coach so dating coach so dating. i am i focus on 
making yourself the best version of yourself, like before going into a relationship so you can attract your partner, right? Everybody like wants to be in a relationship or people already are in relationships, but single people want to figure out how to get to relationships. And that's kind of where I was. So that's the, the like spot, my niche of where I'm helping people. Okay. And you're doing that on TikTok, right? Yes. On TikTok. Are you doing it on Instagram as well? I don't really share that much on my TikTok, on my Instagram. They're just kind of two different brands. I talk about it here and there and I'll post like when I hit like a follower milestone on my Instagram. Um, But yeah, they just don't really play off of the other. And there are two different platforms. You use them so differently that there's just like, you know, for a second I started an Instagram specifically for the dating content, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't flow, you know, like intuitively I felt like I should just like let that go and continue to use like I, for my sparkle clean account, I use Instagram very well and it's Mm -hmm. well branded. It makes sense to try to bring the dating advice into what I'm already doing there. Just they, the two didn't go with the other. Yeah. And it's like, if you want to like, you know, get dating advice, follow my TikTok because that's where it's all going to be. I get that. I totally get that. So what was the first TikTok that went viral? What was the TikTok that made you say, oh yeah, I can do this and make this a, a, another brand of mine? That's so, that's a great question. Um, okay, so late last year I was going out on dates, right? I was dating like basically serial dating. I'd go on two, three dates a weekend or week, like weekend, you know? Just what because- city are you in? Cause that's important. Cause everybody can't do that. I'm in Los Angeles and I was using like three dating apps, you know? So yeah, it is, it it was that easy to just like have dudes like asking to take me out. So I go, I agree to go out on one date and I'm getting ready and I'm in the mirror and I'm like, what do you wear on a date when you're 90% sure that the guy that you're going out with is going to be shorter than you? And then it's me in my closet, like looking at all my, I go from like my highest pair of heels to like my medium pair of heels. So then like a lower pair of heels. And then at the end I was like, yeah, I still wore heels. Like, fuck it. (laughs) 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 That shit went so viral. It like has almost 2 million views at this point. And I was not like, it was literally like, (laughs) I had taken um a woman's because I'm in a lot of different women's networking groups and so I had just taken a class from a woman who worked for TikTok and she told us like you know different things to do and hot points on like how to make a TikTok and not make ads right like that's what TikTok tells brands like don't make TikTok don't make ads make TikToks and so I just had it in the back of my head like the things that they said to do and I sort of pieced it together from what I had seen on TikTok and it just like went blew up yeah and I was like wow okay and then I recreated that formula two more times (laughs) And they were both also successful, but that still wasn't really what catapulted me into being like, okay, I can do this. You know, at that point I was still kind of like, well, what is my niche? Like, am I only making TikToks if I'm being asked out on a date? Like that could be difficult because it's like, you know, once I stopped serial dating, like I was crazy, like at the end of last year, (laughs) if if I'm not like going out on dates, like what would I post about? You know? And so I had to kind of, um, figure that out, but my, my, yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> then I started working on myself and learning about dating. I started reading, um, you know, every book I can get my hands on and every, like listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. um, with like dating mentors and like people who are all about like your vibration and, um, you know, your, your like inner, inner work and meditation in terms of, mm-hmm. um, healing yourself from childhood trauma so that you don't like create the same dating patterns and like your attachment styles and things like that so um do you listen to any sh- uh, shambooty no do you know shambudrum no what is that she is a i don't know if i don't know what to call i don't want to call her a sex expert but i also want to call her like a relationship expert she she covers a lot of different topics and she's super super cool but um i know her more familiar i'm more familiar with her from from her like sex advice but she also gives like dating and relationship advice and she has a book called um i can see the cover in my head read the book it has playing cards on it oh god why am i drawing a blank i gotta look it up but um she has a book that that talks about like attachment styles and love languages and she had uh, the, the game, the game of desire. Okay. That's I'll have to put book. that on the list. The game of desire. Okay. The game of desire by Shamboodrum was a, was a pretty good book. And it kind of made me like reevaluate my dating and, and how I was going into dating. Um, have you heard of the term or have you used or coached or anything on the term hypergamy? I have heard of that term. <laughs> 
is that something that you teach or reference at all in your coachings? So how do you feel about hypergamy? I was doing a TikTok live. The first time I ever heard that term, I was doing a TikTok live and one of my followers asked me the same question you just asked me. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and so I looked it up and it's like intentionally marrying up for your social class or something like that. And I don't like overly promote that or teach that at all. Especially because like I'm a black female business owner that I'm like promoting myself and like I'm so like my ambition is my biggest driver. Um, but like if I happen to marry a, a rich man, like I'm not going to turn it away. I want to inherit a diamond <laughs> engagement ring. So obviously he's going to have to have some money. <laughs> <laughs> I would it. If it happens, it happens. But there's like a, I haven't gotten much into it but there's like a whole like science behind it and like it's it's intense it, i follow the hashtags on instagram sometimes i'll be looking up like god damn god. Right. people are strategic about it a friend of mine she's actually a dating influence well i wouldn't call her a dating influencer but she's an influencer on tiktok and she went viral by telling people how to get a rich boyfriend she's like so you just got your first rich boyfriend great make sure you get him to buy you like don't get a basic bitch St. Laurent bag. Make sure you get Chanel or Prada because those bags appreciate in value. And I'm like, is she for real? And it like went <laughs> crazy viral. She's been doing so well, just like living her like luxury lifestyle on TikTok. Like she just went to Yacht Week. So I'm like, I am not mad at that at all, right? She got, so she knows something. Mm-hmm. She, she so has something I'm man, if any of your listeners out there want to take me to Yacht Week and are <laughs> like, let me know. Cause I will not say no. Somebody to take me to Yacht Week, goddamn it! Shoot, I need to put my Amazon wish list in my bio so so y'all can start buying me shit. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) How how did you decide that dating the dating you went from the shoes the shoe TikTok? How did you decide that dating though was going to be your niche? Um, uh, it's when you talk about like being called to do something. So like I've been wanting to talk about dating on the internet for like. Like maybe since 2019, right? And then like the pandemic hit and me and my best friend started an Instagram live show where that's what we did. We talked about dating. It wasn't intentionally about dating, but this is right when they were talking about how dating apps were surging. And so like, we thought it was entertaining to like swipe like crazy on dating apps and like talk to these guys and then go on Instagram live and tell the story about it the next day. Like that's what (laughs) for a year. (laughs) And how did that, that sounds like it could have been fun. Um, it was mildly <laughs> successful, but not nearly the success <laughs> I'm having on TikTok. Um, but it broke down the barrier for me of talking about my dating life, like on the internet. Okay. Right? So like moving into TikTok, I kind of had the idea that that's what it would be, but I didn't realize I was going to be giving dating advice. I kind of just thought I'd be like sharing my own experiences. Um, but it just kind of made sense because I had already wanted to do it and I just started mm-hmm. to get good at it. And then I remember, I think I also had done a live and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do you guys. Like I'm talking to my TikTok followers. I only had like 2000 followers at the time. I'm like, you know, I know I've been telling you like how to get ready for dates. Like one of my other viral posts is like, um, what to do before a FaceTime date. Right. So it's like, I know I've been telling you guys like what to do right before you're going on the date, like the practical things, but like, I'm going through a shift where like, I'm not going to be dating at all right like I don't know like I don't know what I'm gonna be posting about and like my followers are like well we just want to see dating content I'm not going on any dates um but it really it really worked out because there's a lot of people that like need to identify their dating patterns don't realize why they keep dating the same person over and over again like you know, aren't sure like what they're doing, how to get their footing or even just how to meet people. Right. Cause like, there's, I'm not really on dating apps right now actively. Not, not like I was last year when I was like on three of them. Um, <laughs> and like, I'm just meeting people organically. So mm-hmm. to like teach people how to do that as well. It's just like, I didn't realize how many people needed help. And also it's interesting with dating. I always felt like I was alone in the, in the world, like being a single person, wanting a relationship, like not really feeling like I could talk about it or express it. And as soon as I did, I'm like, there's so many other people that feel like that, that like, why do we all have to feel like we can't talk about it? Kind of just like you with sex, right? Like it's so taboo to talk about sex, but you're like, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> because my thing is like, first of all, we are literally, we're all doing it. If we're not doing it, we want to do it to some degree. It's the most natural thing I say when you when you strip everything away from from humans, you strip clothes, the cars, the two things that we can still do are breathe and have sex. We can't uh-huh. if there's no food, we can't eat. As long as there's a body, we can have sex. Like it's the most natural thing that we can do. And for the fact wow. that people are so scared to talk about it, 
I, I once heard a woman, I had wanted to talk about sex and kink for a while. My sister, I used to go to like sex parties a couple years ago. And then the next day, my sister will call my sister. She's like, I tell me everything that happened. Like I would call her and my mom would be on like a three-way FaceTime. And I'm like, all right, so last night I had this and I did that and I did that. And they were like so into it. And uh, my sister kept saying for a long time, you need to start a podcast. You need to start a podcast. Eventually I was like, the people, I realized that some of the, the people who have podcasts that talk about sex, I was just listening to some of their shows and I was like, I know more than them. And I was like, hmm. I feel like I should be talking about this because I know I know a little bit more than them. So that's when I was like, let me just let me just do this. But like, it's not, I hate when people try to make it taboo. I even created shirts that say sex is not a bad word because people are scared to see the word sex. I watched a, like a, this lady was probably like 35 year old woman. She, I was at my best friend's house. One of her husband's cousins came over and she was talking. It's a whole bunch of grown people in the room. And she said something. And instead of saying, orgasm she said like no but instead of saying sex I think it was instead of saying sex she said it and when she would say like orgasm she would like whisper orgasm and I'm like you know we all grown right you got kids your husband is in the room they got two kids they in the room I'm a grown-ass woman you can't say sex and orgasm (laughs) are you serious that's when I was like okay we need to we need to break this down because I feel like personally I feel like that's why STD rates and stuff are so high and nobody wants to have the conversations about those things because they can't even say the word. How are you going to ask somebody the last time they've been tested if you can't even say the word sex? Come on, come on. Got it. <laughs> so that's what I was like. You know, we need to we need to we need to open up this floor. We need to we need to get people comfortable with talking about it and not even in just a raunchy. I talk about it very in a very raunchy way because I have very raunchy sex, but. You know, to most people, like, it doesn't even have to be raunchy. It could just be informative. We can talk about sex from an informative standpoint or from a psychological standpoint or just physically what happens to your body, you know? So. I had a very similar moment where I was having a conversation with with a group of people at, like, a party, and I was like, I want to be in a relationship. And this is, like, last year before I had gone viral, right? Maybe this was, like, the weekend I was going viral. Maybe that's what it was happening because it was, like, on TikTok, you go viral event, like, over a couple days, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe it was, like, the weekend that it was happening. And I'm at this party and I'm, like, I want to be in a relationship. And this girl goes, oh, but you're not supposed to say that. And I was, like, not supposed to say that. Like, why? I'm, like, I manifest and speak everything else that I want in my life into existence. But yet, for some reason, I've been afraid to talk about this relationship that I want. How am I supposed to get it if I can't talk about it or speak on it? And I think feel like there's a lot of people who feel like that. I am just getting to a place within the last year. I'm, I'm, I'm a serial, I wouldn't even call myself serial data. I'm a serial single person. I've okay. never been in a relationship. Um, but I mean, I don't consider high school boyfriends. They don't fucking count. Um, but I've, I've never been in a relationship. And I just, I'm very picky about my, my relationship, people that I would consider even go, getting into a relationship with, but I do, uh, I do quite a bit of dating. And I've just gotten to a place within the last year where I'm like, you know what? I do want a relationship. And, and for a long time, I didn't know if I did want one because I would see so many that were just like really fucked up. And people were like, oh, you're going to endure some level of cheating. You're going to endure some level. And I'm like, why are we signing up for this? This sounds terrible people telling you that like I had that conversation just earlier today with somebody when they were like oh well you know if they're not around like who knows what they're doing and I was like wow I have so many other insecurities when it comes to relationships but that was never one of them so can we not put that in my idea in my head please because I, like I let's say I used to be a serial single single person right I had never been in a relationship ever I've dated a lot I've had a lot of sex I've had experiences and I am at the point in my life where I'm like, I would like a relationship. I'm ready for that next step. Right. So I had to, you know, do all of the mental breakdown of that, even just admitting it to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was, it was, a, it was definitely a weird thing for me. Cause even like my, my sister and my mom, who are people who have not, who had never known me to really talk about like relationships and, and a husband and kids and stuff like that. Like when I started saying things about like, you know, I think I want a relationship. It was just like, a, oh, what? Or like, like you heard <laughs> They were just more surprised because they had never heard it. But now, I, now I do feel comfortable saying like, you know, I do want a relationship. I'm, I'm comfortable with dating. I do want to do some more dating because I feel like I even still haven't really done enough like serious dating. I want to do more dating, but I do want my dating to lead to a relationship. I actually went on a date this past weekend. And Uh-oh. I've never had a guy ask me, he was like, I've never had a guy ask me, especially not on a first date, 
he was like, what, like, what, what are you looking for? Like, what do you want this to, to be or something that he asked? And I was kind of like, wasn't expecting you to ask that. Wow. Okay. Well, now I got to think of an answer. Dating <laughs> with intention. I think that's great that, you know, he's asking you that. Did he tell you what he's looking for? He wants a relationship. Like that is dating with intention. And for him to come <laughs> to you and say that, and like, that is exactly what I teach and talk about right when you to have that conversation yes on a first date otherwise what are you guys doing here people who are intentional about wanting a relationship will have that conversation right in the beginning people who want a situation ship people who just want to see where it's going to go will just not say anything and then you guys just keep hanging out until it turns into nothing and then all of a sudden you're like six months into it and you're like falling in love with this person but they were like well we never said that we want a relationship you know what i mean like, <laughs> <laughs> been there before <laughs> uh, I can tell the story all too well because so have I. <laughs> so what are the core like principles that you teach when you're talking to people about, you know, being as, as a as a dating coach, dating with intention, I'm assuming being one of them. But what are what are like what could you say are like three core principles of yes. what you teach? Know your standards, right? Mm. So know what you will and will not stand for. Are you, are you not going to stand for the guy that like texts you sporadically or reaches out to you at the last minute to make plans? You know, like I had a friend who this guy on Friday was like, Hey, you want to get drinks this weekend? I was like, it's Friday. It is the weekend. <laughs> like, what is he talking about? Anyway, anyway. So like, yeah, know your standards and like stand on them and don't, um, as one of my dating mentors, Crystal Irm would say, don't treat red flags like yellow lights. <laughs> they do in relationships because they think oh well he's really cute or he has all of these other things that I want but he doesn't have this thing so like it's fine we just won't think about that thing right mm -hmm. um okay know your standards and then stand in your beliefs if you believe that you want a relationship if you believe that you should be treated a certain way like stand in that and be able to speak it to other people right mm -hmm. when you're when people are having the conversation be like yes like we're, we're saying it yes i do want a relationship proclaim that that is what you believe in right mm -hmm. when you're having that um state of the union conversation right of what is this what are you looking for where is this going be honest and don't just like go along with what you think the other person wants just so that you stay in a relationship with them because if they don't want the same thing as you you are ultimately not the right people for each other mm -hmm. right um and then something else that i uh something else that i teach is feminine energy because Ooh. i am a pretty ambitious you know strong-minded female mm -hmm. and dating can be hard when you are somebody who is already in your masculine energy so that's much. me i, I that know it is. look at you with your podcast like you're so successful you're grinding you're making things happen you're you're making an impact right it becomes hard to shift that energy in a relationship when you want to be with a masculine man. That is that, that is such a funny a funny topic because I've I've been talking to one of my girlfriends about it a lot because I had to I had to realize that first of all I do exude more masculine energy than feminine energy. And saying that out loud at first was like, am I saying that I'm a man? It's like, no, I'm not no. saying that. It's just, it's a yin and yang. And my, my, you know, the yin and my yang is a little bigger than I, than I initially thought that it should be or would be or whatever. Um, and so I'm, I'm still trying to play in that. And one of my friends is always like, yes, you are this bold and bright and ambitious and, 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 and brave person, but stop putting that on the front line, be, be feminine, be, you know, be soft. Cause when you exude masculine energy, you're going to attract feminine energy in men. And that's why you keep making that end up with the dudes that you be with. And I'm like, but it's so hard. <laughs> but it's not that hard. But it's hard. What's hard for me is that like, when I want something, I want it now. And if you can't sure. do it, I can do it by then. Not you can't do that with dating when you are in your feminine. And I I know it because I used to, I I call myself a hunter. I used to be a hunter. Like I was the girl that I could walk into any bar and be like, hey, "You sir, coming with me." <laughs> <laughs> and like that is some masculine energy right there, right? And they say, "Okay, what does a masculine man do? Like, what choices does a masculine man have when he is being pursued by a woman? Right? He can either run or give in." So I would get these guys that I would meet. Of course, they're going to give in because they want to get the sex. And then at the end of it, they'd still run. <laughs> and like, that's the scenario that you're going to run into like every single time. But if the man is pursuing you and you are on the receiving end, that, I mean, ideally won't happen. 
that's what they say. So we'll then we'll see. <laughs> this is that's that's hard for me. I, I'm impatient. I don't know. Maybe it's it's the Sagittarius in me. I don't. Oh my god, I'm a Sag too, girl. Yes. When's your birthday? December twenty first. Twenty first. Okay, I'm the six. Okay. It is absolutely the Sagittarius in you. <laughs> we are a fire sign. We like to play with yeah. fire. We like to poke the bear. We like to go after the things that we want. But with the dating, if you if you are chasing a man, if you are pursuing a man, if you were you know doing all those things, you are literally playing with fire because that's not what man wants. Like we, lit, our brains are designed with um, what's called the sexual dimorphic mm -hmm. nucleus. It's the sex Ooh. point in your brain. The man Ooh. is right bigger. Yeah, the sexual dimorphic nucleus. Okay. The man's is bigger, which makes him the pursuer, the pursuer of sex, the, on the one that is that is you know doing the chasing. And the mm -hmm. woman is on the receiving end. Ours is smaller. Mm. And it's just like the way the man's brain is designed to work, they are more sexually turned on in their pursuit of you. That's interesting. I definitely need to look that up. I've never heard that. I feel like I probably got a big sexual, sexual dimorphic nucleus, quite honestly, because sure. I'm with a lot of men that I have. I'm, I'm a lot more sexual than, <laughs> I'm a lot more sexual than most men and women that I know uh, in my life, but you know. Definitely going to do some, do a little bit more research on that. In your teachings, right? What are your teachings in your dating teachings? What are your, what are your viewpoints or your teachings about and around sex? I'm right now not having sex until I'm in a committed relationship. So that's what my viewpoints are about it right now. Overall, oh, uh, yes. And that's what I teach. Overall, I tell everybody to like, my 20s are what I call my hoe phase. Like I said, I used to be able to go into the bar and be like, you, you're coming home with me. And I enjoyed that. And there's something so free and like liberating about like, to me, having a one night stand, sleeping with somebody mm -hmm. that you're like, I'm just enjoying you for now. And I don't have to deal with you later. I'm going to worry about it. I don't have to think about it. Like there can be something so freeing about that. And there's also a misconnection in that. Right. And like, I, I've had, um, you know, emotional sex, sex with feeling and emotion enough times to know that that is what I'm seeking right now more so than anything like in a casual frame so mm -hmm. I am teaching and I tell people I'm like experiment have your fun get that out of your system when you are and when you feel like that's out of your system that is probably when you're ready for a relationship if you still want to like go and do that go off do that have fun use a condom be safe right like that's what I tell people but if 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 for me, that was, I spent my twenties doing that and it was a hell of fun, but I <laughs> am just ready for a deeper connection with sex. And I'm also ready to not experience the fallout that I've had, um, in experiences like after sex. Right. Because if you're in a relationship with somebody, ideally like that won't happen. So like, essentially that's what I teach, go have your fun. But then when you're ready for a relationship, like as you're dating, don't have sex without commitment because then you're in a situationship and only 30% of situationships really turn into actual relationships. That's just like too low of a statistic for me. <laughs> so for a situation where the intention to date is there, you might be in the beginning phases with, with dating intentionally with somebody, you're still telling the, you know, as the coach, you're still telling people not to engage in the sex until you're in a committed relationship. I'm telling women not to have sex without commitment. Hmm. That's tough. Of course, that's it's tough. Damn. Okay. And I'm not I, saying I mean, it doesn't I, always work out. You know, like I said, thirty percent. That's like a like a statistic. Thirty percent of like situationships end in marriage or like a committed relationship. So it's not terrible odds, but to me, those are just too low for me. <laughs> I think maybe because I think about it more from a most of my sex is it most of my sex I wouldn't consider casual sex. Most of my sex occurs at sex parties. Honestly, I really don't have sex out too much outside of sex. Eh, I have sex sometimes outside of sex parties, but for the most part, at sex parties, that's where that's where I get my sex from. So I feel like, first of all, the people that I'm having sex with are friends. And even if they're not, you know, necessarily close friends, they're still, you know, they're people that I'm, I've been seeing at, you okay. know, a party for the last year. They're um, not new people every time. Yeah, they're people you're getting to know. There are people that I'm getting to know, people that I'm getting to know, not with the intention of dating, definitely, but we, we have a sexual relationship, but we still, they still, it's not a, I feel like there's, there's not that fallout. There's not that weirdness. Like we came here for something. We did that and we're so cool. And, and, and maybe, you know, maybe next week we'll go to a bar, you know, all of a sudden mm -hmm. go to a bar together or, you know, have a game night or go to a concert together. And maybe then we'll go have an orgy also. Like, but so you're it's not getting to know each other's bodies, which is kind of what I'm seeking in a committed relationship, right? Like you're having sex repeatedly with the same person, getting to know their bodies, the things that they like, the things that they enjoy. 
but, but but I think the for me that the best part about the parties versus doing it um you know meeting people and having the just casual connections is that there's still that friendship there there's not that like that awkwardness there's not that we had sex oh which what are you doing later or, or like you know you got something to do tomorrow so you can get out of my bed kind of thing it's not that that you know those uncomfortable nuances there's like you know I'm going to go over there and probably have sex with somebody else. But, you know, we might loop back yeah. around later on in the night. So, like, that is one thing that I really enjoy. Like, everybody comes there with an intention. Exactly. We do that thing. We do one of these. We hug. Maybe we kiss. And then it's like, you know, you, you move know what it is. Place. There's so much mm-hmm. clarity in that, right? There's no gray area. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love it. It's, it's, been the, it's been the best thing for me. For, for my sex life, it's been the best thing. For my confidence, honestly, it has been uh, one of the, the greatest things I could have done for myself. Yeah. Primarily, who is your audience? I have a I 90, say, oh, go ahead. I have a ninety-seven percent female audience. <laughs> okay. Do they tend to be black women? That I don't know. They don't give me demographics. However, the women who comment, it is a lot of black women who comment, right? Okay. But I have to remember that you know, maybe ten percent of my followers comment. There's so many other people that are watching me um but also just because the way tiktok is it probably is most most black women because i'm a black woman you know so it's going to market to black women (laughs) it's like your for you page is that's what it's going to show you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i am lucky that i have a crossover look and style and delivery so you know i appeal to all races and i do have people who reach out to me um of all different races but a lot of the women who are in my comments are black women Okay. And so is your, do you have any specific or different dating advice for black women or, or do you, is your advice and the things that you say universal? That's great. Um, when it comes to black women, yes, I will, a couple of things that I will say when I first was on this journey, I was convinced that I only wanted to be with a black man. Um, and you know, they say that black women are like the top nationality to not date outside their race. However, black men, are like one of the highest to date and marry outside their race. Like, how does that make sense, right? Like if we're one of the least likely to marry outside our race, but our men are one of the most likely, mm-hmm. I mean, shouldn't we open up our viewpoint, right? Like just like open up your horizons to like a different nationality. <laughs> I, I gotta, I say, I say no. I say, fuck if they, you don't wanna be a black woman, that's fine. And if you don't wanna be a black woman, you ain't, you ain't the black man for me. Are you, I, I, are you exclusively like you only wanna date black men? Yeah, I, I'm, I am so attracted to black men. It, it, more, more than anything, it comes down to attra- attraction is extremely important to me. Um, I, am, I'm, I am very attracted to black men. I am, I am very, very attracted to black men. I just don't, it's very rare that I look at somebody who's not black and I'm like, mm. Really? Oh my God, I love a sexy white boy. Like, girl. I can't, <laughs> I can't get with it. I've I, I considered it. I've had sex with a white man before. I think just one in my life. Um, I just, I can't, I can't. There's, there's something. Wow. There's okay, something that's 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 just, so there you go. I, like I said, it's mm-hmm. something just primal and regal about, about black men for me. And that's just, and, and when I was younger, when I was, I had a thing for Aaron Carter. I, was, <laughs> I know. I thought he was the sexiest white boy on earth. I thought I was going to marry him up until the time I was in, probably even closer to like high school. I'm pretty sure my, my family all thought that I was going to end up with a white man. Like I lived in Delaware. All my, I had a lot of white friends and like I've listened to, it doesn't even fucking matter. Um, but gotcha. family swore that I was going to end up with a white man. So when I was actually, you know, had my little high school boyfriends and they ended up being black, my family was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> What's happening here? And then it, then it just, I don't know, but yeah, I just, I, 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 I love black men. I love black men. That would be my, I mean, I love black men, men too, but I'm finally at a point where I'm just like open to like, you know, like I'm not excluding anyone. Right. Do I'm you not ever feel fetishized? By white men? By, by people out who are not, by men who are not black. By men who are not black. Um, of course I've been fetishized before, but okay. like at the time, it didn't bother me. Like when I was a lot younger in my early twenties, like I remember every time I was, I mean, the area in New Jersey where I'm from, like I know we're from different parts of Jersey, but the area in Jersey where I'm from is very white. So I would be extremely fetishized. Like I would go out and I'd be in the bar and I'd have guys tell me, oh my God, I've never like hooked up with a black girl before. And like, when I was younger, I used to get off on that shit. Like I used to think it was hilarious. Like I loved it. I was like, oh, you know how many black women V cards I have? And like, I would intentionally, like I would pursue that because I thought it was entertaining. And as I got older, I realized that it was, it was not so because I started dating more real men who I would ask them, like, have you dated black women before? And they'd be like, yeah, of course. 
not like you are not random. Like this is not random. Like you are not the token here. And I, and so like, oh, okay. <laughs> hilarious so um yeah I've had I mean I've experienced all different races and I okay so as we talk about my my advice for black women first one would just be like broaden your horizon just consider it just consider it because like white boys are fucking hot I think they're hot and and Hispanic Latino whatever but then the next thing is if you specifically are looking for a black man you gotta know where to find them at least in my city right like <laughs> I live in Los Angeles and like I could throw a rock and hit a sexy white man like Um, everybody in LA is hot but to find um, the black community I've been having to be more strategic about um, the places that I'm going and the people that I'm hanging out with just to be able to find the um, the crowd of people that I'm looking for so then I I guess Mm -hmm. that would be my next thing is that like if you are looking for a black man you have to be more strategic and just remember how many other black women are specifically only looking to date them (laughs) Is is it like Atlanta Oh, it's not as bad as Atlanta. I have heard that Atlanta is like bad, hella women, bad. not a lot of men, really, really bad. It's not that bad. I've Now that I've been, you know, shifting my energy and changing my intention and putting myself in the proper avenues to meet these black men, they are coming to me and I'm finding them. Um, but it's still not as easy as just like going to the bar and finding a white guy. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I live in West Hollywood. <laughs> it's just not just prefer, the demographic here. <laughs> do you prefer dating, um, like going out and meeting people over online dating? Absolutely. I'm okay. more charming in person. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. You know, like when you meet me and you experience my energy, it's like, oh yeah, like of course. But like on a dating app, like I might say something that's like, comes off really intense or like say something that's like sarcastic and like they don't get it that I'm being sarcastic because you know in Jersey like we speak sarcasm <laughs> in our fucking native tongue and like in California like people don't like that like it gets me in trouble <laughs> I can imagine so especially over text because I was looking on your profile and I saw a lot of like the you do a lot of the screen share thing with the background situation I'm like yeah. I was and I was wondering like do do you mostly communicate over text i'm a person that i like when i meet somebody on tinder i do a lot of online dating because i really don't go in first of all i live in a part of jersey that's white as fuck too i live in i live in south jersey i live like near cherry hill i'm, I'm south jersey i'm, I'm in the fucking sticks it's, I, I live in a town where it's extremely racist actually um but so i don't go anywhere out here to meet people if i want to go meet people i'm going to go like to philly or something like that but even so um, I'm not, i don't leave the house i work and then i do this podcast and i'm busy and so when i go out i go to sex parties that's completely separate. <laughs> but so I do a lot of online dating. I'm on Tinders. I'm on the really primarily Tinder. Um, and so when I'm even when I'm messaging people through there, I'll let them know, like, I mean, I'm not going to continue this kind of keep doing this back and forth texting thing. We need to get on the phone. We need to get on FaceTime or we need to meet up in person. I can't. I'm not going to. masculine energy, like screaming, right? Like you're telling the men, like, we're not going to keep doing this. Like you're going to call me like. <laughs> no, you're, I'll call you, but I can't. We're, we're not going to do this over, over text message. And it's like a message sent here. And three days later, a message sent there. And, and I'm, I'm. I do that too. It's not even just them. We like sometimes t- Tinder doesn't give me my notifications and stuff like that. And I won't, I'm not going to be checking back for you. I, I have a life. I'm not going to like, keep checking back for this person. So like, then there's days between messages. It's like, at some point we either need to like get on the phone or meet Yeah. What are we Those doing? dudes that take days to like between messaging you. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're on like, I don't, I don't know what you're looking for. You said you are looking for a relationship now. Right. So it's like those dudes <laughs> that take days to like respond to you. And I know you said you do that also, but like, keep it moving. Right. When they do reach back out to you, you don't have to feel the need to respond because like they're not serious. Right. Like they're not really like about it. Like I feel like I have to leave, uh, give some slack because I do it, too. And it's, it's really not intentional. First, between my work, you know, I, I really, I'm just I'm, I'm a busy person. I'm, I'm always somewhere. I'm always doing something. I'm always on the go. A lot of the time I'm driving, too, and I'm not working. I'm driving somewhere. So I can't really message or sometimes I read a message and forget to respond. My attention span is like eh, eh. so. It's just hard to do that communication over text. And so I have, I feel like I have to lend people a little bit of slack when it comes to messaging back three days later, because I did it too. I messaged you back three days later, you messaged me back three days later. I have to, I have to, I gotta be, you know, at least reasonable since it's not just them. Um, and I mean, that, that's how I've been approaching it. But again, my approach is, my, my approach to, to dating and online dating, all of it fucking sucks, quite honestly. <laughs> Date, online dating is, is uh, it, there's a science to it right you know like there and there's a strategy that like needs to be put behind it also and like I, I just I think online dating is great great because you can find whatever you're looking for whatever you're looking for online you can find it right um 
but you just have to be able to like decipher that and like sift mm-hmm. through, you know, what you actually are looking for. In terms of me, for me, like, yeah, absolutely. I would prefer to have phone calls, you know? Um, but I like being on the receiving end, I wait for the man to be like, can I call you? Absolutely not. Oh no. So we'll be like text, but it happens. You know what I mean? It may take, and this is something else, advice I always give as I talk about how like feminine energy takes patience. When the man is pursuing, it may, and it probably will take a little bit longer, right? All of us women, especially when it comes to a relationship, like you can be extremely impatient, impatient about it. So you're like, okay, well now we started talking, like now we should, now we should be on the phone, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you just like wait, if he may, it may take him a little bit longer to get to that. Oh, we should talk on the phone, but they will get there. And then you'll feel even more delighted because you're like, oh, well, that was his idea. I know he really wants to do this because he suggested it instead of me like sort of pushing it, pushing the, the status of that along, pushing, you know, that part of the connection along. I'll get bored. That that was I my thing. I've met people on Tinder and, and Bumble and did the messaging back and forth for a month. And then I was like, yeah, I'm done. No, you don't let it. That's the thing. You don't let it go on for a month. Do you ever end up meeting those people that it goes on for a month? Oh, uh, no. We, no, we, we, you we, don't. So you like three days messaging back and forth, back and forth. And then after, you know, a month, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not. Let those conversations it. fizzle. You know, the ones that are actually intentional are going to take it off the app. You're not going to have to wait that long. Oh, well, no. I don't know, Raisa. How you feeling about it? Raisa's not with it. Like I just, I, I'm, I'm, I know that I, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working. I'm trying to be. I'm definitely trying to be more, a, a more, a softer and pink and fluffy and fillier girl. I know, and it, it's not that though. It's not. I know that's how I used to think feminine energy was too. Like, and you see the women who are so like naturals at it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, from a standpoint of somebody who is very much in their masculine energy that is like, well, how do they do that? You know, like- I'm, I have a best friend. I'm like, bitch, how the fuck do you always end up in a relationship? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, it's like, there's so much more finesse to it than that because you can still be an ambitious woman, but let a man pursue you. You know, you have so many other things going on in your life, right? Like you don't have to, like you have so many options and you also know where you're getting your sex from. Also, you know what's great for you because you are involved in the lifestyle. You can go to these sex parties and you don't have to tell these dudes that you're dating, right? The dudes that you're, who are like pursuing you and want to like date you for a relationship, they don't have to know that you're getting your sex on the side of these sex parties, but you're not having sex it's with that. It's on, it's on Instagram. Everybody fucking knows. Yeah, that's another reason why you're like, oh, you do, do you not post about your dating stuff on Instagram? No, I don't post about the dating stuff on Instagram because the men <laughs> that I'm talking to are on my Instagram. They really want to know about that. They can find it on my TikTok. <laughs> Everybody knows about my shit on, 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 um, everybody knows about it on on my instagram and and you know i think that it's i think it's worked out kind of for the better because even even the people on tinder who we talk and they decide that we decide that we don't want to date each other they decide they don't want to date me i decide i don't want to date them they, they might still end up in my dms like but i have a question about x y and z so we're still able to you know i'm still able to educate a little bit or teach somebody but also that's important to me because one thing that i'm not personally going to compromise in in a relationship is i'm not going to stop going to parties you know, I'm, I'm definitely um, poly, I'm polyamorous. So, you know, I also want my partner to either be, you know, okay with me being poly or be poly. I would prefer that they're poly as well. Um, and so like, I kind of, I put that on the forefront because those are like non-negotiables with, along with like cigarette smokers and Trump supporters. Those are things that are like my non-negotiables. <laughs> so <laughs> I put those on the front, on the front. I need you to know this. You need to know this. If you're not okay with this, please just Thank don't talk Thank you for saying that about cigarette smokers. Cause I had somebody who was like, oh hella cute so many of the things and I didn't even realize until we started like hanging out more that he was a smoker and I was ready to treat that red flag like a yellow light I was I was like maybe he'll quit (laughs) maybe I can just buy him some patches and gum (laughs) yeah like I had to dead like yeah I had to dead that for myself because it was just like I needed to walk away from that it smells so bad it's so gross the car smelled bad the clothes smelled bad the hand smelled bad first of all your hair smells bad in my coochie you're not putting no cigarette fingers in my coochie and then in my experience in my experience and i feel like i haven't done enough research but it's stuck in my brain i used to sleep with this guy in college that smoked cigarettes and his cum tastes so bad and i I just get into the fact that his that he smoked cigarettes a lot oh my god cigarette smokers your cum is just nasty and i can't do that can we talk about your head is that oh my god please 
I love talking about that. (laughs) I'm so glad that you said that. Um, Because a part of my like quest and journey for like wanting a relationship was when I realized that like, I don't want to be sucking random guys' dicks, right? Like I don't enjoy it. I am not somebody who that like, in like, unless I'm like emotionally attracted to my partner, I do, I have no desire to like put your dick in my mouth. Like I stand firmly on that. That's why I would love to get your opinion because you might feel completely the opposite, which would be great. I feel a thousand, when I see a pretty dick, I'm like, well, I want to suck it. I don't, I don't know why. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I know a lot of the reasons why, but I don't, I do not enjoy it. So I was I like, okay. Love, I love sucking dick. I love giving head. I love, I love, I love sex. I love sex in, in all of the ways that, even in the ways that I don't even have. I've never had anal sex, but I, I, I like to watch it and I want to do it so bad. Like I, I love sex in, in all of the ways that it can happen. And I think that there is, especially this, this fucking weekend, I'm gonna tell you this story because this shit was Ooh. fucking crazy. This, um, there's an art to giving head that is beautiful. And, 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 and I'm, I like to consider myself until this weekend, I thought I was a fucking pro at sucking some fucking dick. But then this girl fucking, all right, let me tell you this story. Yes. I'm at a party this weekend. I'm at a party this weekend and I'm having sex with this guy. Before we had sex, you know, um, he he ate my pussy. It was great. I sucked his dick. It was great. We had sex. It was great. This girl was like sitting on the bed next to us. And so when we were done, she was like, oh my God, like I really enjoyed like watching you guys or whatever. And this is a girl that I, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with her. her. Her and I have never played, but I'm, I'm I'm familiar with her from being in the space. So she was like, oh, like, I really enjoyed watching you guys, yada, yada, yada. So we're like, oh, okay, thank you, whatever, cleaning up. And she was looked at the guy and she was like, can I suck your dick? And he was like, yeah, sure. So she goes to suck his dick and she just starts going like, ham. Now, I consider myself, again, I, I'm, I'm proud of my dick sucking abilities. I was proud until this weekend, but I was proud of my dick sucking abilities. Like, I was sucking this man's dick and he was like, whoa, wow, what is that, a second throat back there? I'm like, hey, you know, I got skills, you know what I'm saying? Once I learned how to deep throat, I knew I moved up to another level of, of dick sucking. Uh, and um, so, like, you know, I'm showing my little skills and shit, but she started going crazy. And he was just, I've never seen a man, like, I've never seen somebody, I thought I had saw men get their soul snatched, but that was a, she snatched his fucking soul. And then she did something that's called a ruined orgasm where like before a man comes, you know, that their dick starts like throbbing and shit and you can stop doing whatever you're doing. You can stop fucking sucking, playing with a toy and they're still going to come after that. They reach that point. It just hasn't come up, up the shaft yet, up the urethra and and ejaculate it yet. So she's sucking his dick. She gets him to that point and then she kind of just pulls back. And we're all kind of just watching his dick like throb until it just like comes. And then right after it comes, he's like, oh shit. She just goes back and starts going. He was screaming. He was literally screaming. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Oh my God. I want to pay this woman to teach me that because I was, I'm amazed. And if I can learn how to do that, that with this pussy, yo, if I can grade a pussy, I would be. That's going to get me my engagement ring. Shit. I need to learn how to do it. That'll get you a car. That'll get you a house. That'll get you anything. You you ain't never gotta work a day in your life if you can suck dick like mm-hmm. that. Like exactly. I don't she like I would I would man listen. I want to so, reserve that for one man though, right? I want to learn how to do that, and then I just want to do it really well. I'm the man that's gonna buy me my diamond and <laughs> you know all the things. <laughs> I want to learn how to do that, and I want to do that to my man, and then I want to go to parties and do that to other men and watch my man watch me do that to other men. Oh, yeah, that's the next level. So here's the thing. I'm totally open to the party. I feel like once I get in a relationship, right? I feel like I'm at a point right now, like just to be honest, like I'm too timid to go into that as a single person. Mm-hmm. And I know how much I attach um, via sex, right? Like I am somebody who like, when I have sex with you, I start to form feelings for you, right? Like, and I was at a space in my life where I was able to have emotionless sex all the time and really mm-hmm. enjoy it but I'm not there anymore. And I know that. And so like, that's the more also the reason why I like want a relationship, but I understand that once I am in this relationship, like I might want something else. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like, I'm totally open to that, which is why I'm also glad to have this conversation with you because I recently talked to this other girl and her man who were in the lifestyle and they were like telling me about it. Um, And they were dating for like four years before they got into that. And I'm like, I myself am like free and open and I when it comes to my partner I want them to also like feel free and open like I, nobody's strong arming anyone into monogamy here right mm-hmm. like, 
my man is going to come to me because he wants me like freely and openly. There's not going to have, like, I'm not gonna have to force it or like, you know, make it happen. He's going to want to mm-hmm. be here. Um, but then maybe we'll want to experience something else like and do it together. Like as a couple, mm-hmm. like, I think that could be fun. That's dope. That's dope. I really have enjoyed this conversation. I never, um, and when I came up with my list of ideas of, of guests that I wanted to have on the different conversations that I wanted to have, a dating coach was never somebody that I considered bringing on because I was like, I literally don't even know. I just feel like my platform isn't like a platform for that. And I, I just, I'm the first person to give dating advice because people were like, oh, he said this. I'm like, dump his ass. Don't, <laughs> don't put up with that shit. You're a queen. Like, that no, but that's the up. right advice. When I talk oh. about keeping your standards <laughs> high, if he said something, that's what I'm talking about. And not treating red flags as yellow lights. Yes. That's why you're, the people you're talking about, oh, like the conversation fades, move on from them. Delete their fucking <laughs> messages. Yes, that is the right advice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> my friends ask me for advice. They're like, he did. And I'm like, fuck him. Fuck him. You too cute for this. That's that, that's always my advice. So I've always tell people, don't come to me for a relationship advice. I'm, I'm, I'm not the person. You are going to be single. Don't tell me. And maybe it's a misery loves company, but it, it ain't, I wouldn't say it's misery loves company because I'm having a great time. I just feel like, why be in a relationship with somebody who's not going to treat you the way you want to be treated? Like, I, and that's kind of, that's why I feel like I've been single. Until I meet somebody who's treating me, first of all, as well or better than I treat myself. Why should I downgrade my life for you? Like, you can't treat me as good as I treat myself and you can't be in my space. Like, I don't, it's, it's really that simple. Um, and so until I find that person, I'm chilling. And I'm happy. He's looking for you. Like, you're showing up places, right? Like, you don't have to find him. He's coming to look, he's looking for you. He'll find me. He'll find me. It might be this little shooty I went on a little date, but he was playing. I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. It was a good time. But Tay Tay Fierce, Thank you so, so very much for doing this. I have not worn my glitter yet, but when I wear my glitter, I'll be sure to take pictures in all of my glitter and all my glitter lushes. And um, again, where can people, first of all, can people reach out to you if they have any questions or anything like that about dating advice or eating glitter? Absolutely. So you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at Sparkle Queen LA, Sparkle Queen LA on Instagram. And you can DM me there if you have any questions. Um, I also do offer coaching sessions. So depending on how in depth your question is, I may be able to answer it in the DMs or I may just say like, you know, we need to do a 30 minute call. Um, And then you can find me on TikTok at Tay Fierce and any of my posts, like if you comment and it's a comment that I, you know, either can speak to like I'll just answer your I'll give you the advice right there in like the TikTok comments like if you see any of the videos and they resonate with you like you know shoot me a comment right there absolutely oh yeah thank you so much Tay Tay Fierce I love this so much for having me on absolutely and so that's gonna be episode what is that 31 32 one of those numbers and uh, thank you so much, y'all, for listening to the Fun Sexual Podcast. Thank you so much for rocking with me as long as you have. Um, and on that note, I'm just going to peace out. Bye.